Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 111 of the Chamberlain Chance Podcast. My name is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com, and nothing I say should be taken seriously. The opposite of that is Chance, <laughs> of the funny. games of Chance at Blogspot.com. Everything Chance says is gospel. Chance, how are you doing this evening? I am pissed off, man. Oh! Every but- day this week, every day this week, there's been fucking something. Mm. On Monday, I woke up to like... A foot and a half of the heaviest, wettest snow you'd ever seen in your life. It's March snow. March snow is especially bad. It's fucking horrible. And I was like a half hour late to work. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even remember what the thing yesterday was, but oh, that pissed me off. And then today I get home and I'm trying to put together the headlines and I'm trying to do, you know, my daily internet stuff that I try to get done. That fucking Dell laptop that I don't even think I bought a year ago. The power jack where you jack the power supply into the thing? Yeah. It's like pushed into the unit, so you can't Aww. plug it in anymore. So I took apart every screw in the back of the unit. The thing won't come apart. No. No. I am furious at the world. Every, and then it's been multiple little things a day, and at the end of this week, something's going to happen. I'm just going to snap and kill someone. See, you know what would help with that? You know what would really help with that? I Alex don't. is here of... <laughs> Dilly oh, no, don't put this on me. Okay. Uh, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> How <now>. you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. All is Alex, one and I am love. Alex is, is what is the balm of Gilead? Alex is the balm of Gilead. There we go. Is well, there balm in Gilead? That's flattering. <laughs> is there? Is there balm in Gilead? God, what the hell is that for? Oh, uh, the raven, That's right? The raven. That's yeah, the raven, yeah. yes. Quaff, oh, quaff, this kind of pensy. Well, if Homer Simpson wow. said it, I'll probably remember it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, before, oh, you know what? Movies. Movies. Go for I, it. I yeah, saw... I saw Black Panther. Oh. oh. Okay. It's good. It is good. I love that, like, uh, whole, uh, James Bond. There's an act that's just James Bond. And it was great. Oh, you mean the, uh, the South Korea? Yeah, everything so... with, like, uh, the Korean, uh, casino. It's mm. just like, we're kind of a high fantasy sci-fi thing, but also James Bond for a little bit. And it, and it worked. It did. It was fun. Yeah. But compare it to the rest of Marvel canon. Way more inventive. Yes. A lot more in its mind. Uh, I feel like it was, like, aimed at kids, but, like, in a smart way. Mm-hmm. Like, it used, like, CGI in a way that would appeal to, like, it didn't appeal directly to me, but I can see just, like, kids doing this on the playground and, like, kind of building, like, a movie around that. Especially the, just the entire climax was just, like, yeah, I can see kids doing this. And mm-hmm. I appreciate, like, I, just being, like, hyper-targeted, but in, like, a charming way. Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. isn't for me, but I appreciate what it's doing. Kind of like the last Spider-Man movie. Um, no, I thought I I felt like this was for me too, but I felt I did feel like just by nature of my pigment, there is an experience to Black Panther that I can't have, no. and that's okay because I've been having that experience my whole life. Like the experience is not having had the experience that we've had our entire lives. We would have had to have gone through that to to experience Black Panther the way that that uh, that a black audience member would, and we can't have that. And yeah, there's a little bit of jealousy there, <laughs> and that's really fucked up, right? That's really fucked up that I'm kind of jealous of this experience that that has been so you know, too kind. But yeah, to that, my race. that jealousy is the is in a an acknowledgement that white privilege is a real thing, mm-hmm. and that the rest of the world is still recovering from that. So there is now going to be a huge market in just uh, under lip tattoos. <laughs> there may be under lip tattoos. Oh yeah, because that was that was how people showed they were from Wakanda was they had the tattoo. Yeah, glow in the dark blue tattoos and your, your uh, on, on the, the inside on of the, the inside of your yeah. lip. Yeah, and Ooh. um. 
Oh, people have done far crazier shit. Well, I know, I know, I know. But as a, as a person of tattoos, yeah, that's a, a gross place. Okay. <laughs> um, so over the weekend, I watched Shape of Water. Okay. Ooh. And Alex, have you seen it? I have not. Okay. You remember how we've been waiting for Guillermo del Toro to do a movie as good as Pan's Labyrinth ever since Pan's Labyrinth? Yay. Yeah. Here it is. Hey. Absolutely. More than 10 years. Yes. And, and here it absolutely is. Um, you can't say that it's as visually like striking as Pan's Labyrinth was because it doesn't like go through a bunch of amazing creatures like Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. did. But it like immediately in the first 30 seconds, like probably 20, 30 minutes before you even see the fantastical element of this movie, it feels like a fairy tale. It is set in the real world in the, uh, in, during the Cold War, but it is, it immediately feels like a fairy tale again. Like kind of Tim Burton-y? Almost, yeah, good almost. Burton. But old Burton. Yeah, yes, like good like Burton, like really good Burton. Beetlejuice Burton? And But more, how to put it, no, way better than Beetlejuice, I think better yeah. than Burton has ever done. Oh, good, because that's, that's sadly not hard. Yeah, there is real, yeah, there is real, um, some real emotional honesty here. And there's, there's almost uncomfortable intimacy with some of the characters. And, um, Michael and Shannon, I'm, I'm, I is terrifying. I trust. He's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. Um, you really, you, you get the weakness at the heart of him that comes out as displayed strength. Um, and I, I think it's worth, it's worth noting that the heroes of the movie are a gay man in the sixties when that was not cool. And a black woman who is our mute, um, mute protagonist's best friend. And the woman who is the protagonist has a very Spanish last name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, her last name in English means orphan, apparently. I forget what it is. Orphanado? No. Oh. But, uh, but so, so that's, you know, it, it is very much an outsiders against, um, against the establishment kind of thing. Um, and, you know, like the weak, uh, triumphing over the strong. Uh, so very much kind of some of the same themes as Pan's Labyrinth, but this is very much about, it is, it is a story about love and it's a story about, about, I don't know, desire for intimacy. And you can tell that one of the reasons Michael Shannon's character is so horrible is because he doesn't even understand how to go about giving and receiving that. Hmm. He, he doesn't even begin to, conceive it in in the way that a normal person does so pan's labyrinth i have a hard time going back to to watch again specifically because of the face crushing scene <clears throat> yeah that's a good i was talking to a guy at work about this i was talking to a guy at work this morning is shape of water a shape of water more watchable shape of water is 100 percent more watchable okay good good uh n- nothing like that ever happens but actually i was telling a guy at work today i i rolled up to him in my chair and i said have you seen shape of water and he goes, he goes, no. I go, okay, well, did you see Pan's Labyrinth? He goes, yeah, a long time ago. I go, did you like it? He was like, eh. I go, well, it was visually amazing. He goes, yeah, it was. He goes, the only thing I really liked was that first scene. I go, first scene, what are you talking about? He goes, where he bashes the guy's face in with the bottle. I'm like, are you fucking you kidding like me? That? That's, that's like, that's like a kidding the movie. That's oh. your favorite part? Is the bottle scene? Are you fucking, oh, that's not all. Not the like, pale man, not. Yeah, not. no, he specifically didn't like the pale man. I don't even know where this guy is coming from. Anyway, I don't. Uh, mm. uh, so, Shape of Water, I thought was absolutely wonderful. And when Shape of Water won Best Picture uh, at the Oscars, I was like, you know what? It was a wonderful show. It was mm-hmm. really, and in fact, I bought it off PlayStation Network. I'm really happy about it, oh, so cool. I can go back and watch it. Yeah, I can watch it any time. And I'm like, that was really good. And then a little bit later, I saw a tweet that just kind of reminded me that Get Out was in the running. 
And I'm not, I can't say that Shape of Water is a better film than Get Out. I think Shape of Water may be a more perfect film than Get Out, but I think Get Out might be a better movie. You know, like the same way, like, one game can be more perfect, but this game is actually better. True, but how often is Best Picture, or even Best Director, used as a way to honor a director or series work over a longer period of time? For example, did Return of the King really deserve Best Picture? I mean, for just really landing over three movies. Did it actually get Best Picture? Yes, it did. It got got 12? No, 11. Yeah, but it it got Best Picture. Did it deserve that, or was that Hollywood's way of saying... Thank you for making three pretty good movies out of this. I think when it, it was could have been Hollywood shitty. saying thank you for making three very profitable movies. Yeah, okay, that is also true. And like, c- consider Titanic, right? Oh God, I try Ti- not to. But. Well, exactly, because Titanic is a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, mm. it's not a t- great. and when Titanic came out, all the critics agreed this is a terrible fucking movie. But it won and, all sorts of stuff. And then Titanic went on. To be as successful as Titanic was, and billions upon billions of teenage girls went and saw Titanic multiple times, and it made so much money that the Academy was like, well, this must be the best picture of the year, and that's why it won the Oscar. And anyway, so I was thinking about Get Out, and I'm not sure that it's a more perfect movie, but I think in five, ten years, they're going to look back at this Oscars and realize that Get Out was robbed. Because no one's going to be talking about uh, Shape of Water in five years, in ten years. They're going to be talking about Get Out. They're going to be talking about 2017, 2018 as a pair of years when black cinema kind of returned without being exploitation. Yeah, I don't I know. Think. I think I think Jordan Peele's going to end up topping it. I really hope so. Like I, I, think, I, Jordan, I hope. I think this will be like one of. I think this will like Get Out will be more like uh, Pulp Fiction. Says he's Mean Streets. Like it's pretty good, but he's almost a great director. And I feel like there's a there's some. I I I don't know. I I, I we talked about this earlier. I think the third act kind of sucks. Yeah, I no, think it's I totally not as disagree. scary as it could be. I don't think it's trying to be scary. The I, the, the, the the what's terrifying I, about Get Out is not the body horror of it. It's it's the uh, it's the, the dehumanization of the characters. I feel like they could have gone a lot further with that. I think they took it like they're literally commodifying black bodies and and completely ignoring their souls and like literally excising their souls from the bodies so that they can literally buy and sell the body. Like I think I think they took it as far as like they took that analogy and pushed it straight into literal world. Hmm. <coughs> I don't know. Like I felt like it could have gone a little it, it got a little too this is hard to put into words, but like it, the, the characters kind of like a, 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 a switch flipped, and they just felt like different people, but not in like a. I don't know. I felt it, it could have like it was like one rewrite away from being perfect. I thought. I don't know. I um, no, I I, I disagree. I like the the end went where I needed that end to go. Um, their, you know, their masks were pulled off. They were revealed for the monsters that they were. And when they understood that someone understood what they were, they became terrified, like suitably terrified that they were going to be held accountable for what they've been doing. And yeah. Have you seen the alternate ending? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I was kind of pissed off. It kind of went for like the happier ending. I I was so glad to realize that that was like the original pitch. 
I needed that happier ending, and I, I understand why the alternate ending exists, and yes, that is a hell of a comment, and oh, so yes, good. it is probably what would happen, and if this... Fucking brutal. Yeah, it's too brutal. It's too brutal What's the after, alternate ending? After white cop shows um, up, a white cop shows up and he gets shot? Yep. Well, no, a white cop... Because he's been terrorizing these poor white people. A white cop shows up and he goes to jail, and then mo- it ends with him walking into jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was so much... Wow. Fun. No, it wasn't. I needed him to get out of there. I no needed, bullshit. No, this needed to be a horror movie where the black guy lives and gets away. And I know those have happened in the past, but this definitely needed well, to be one away, of those. He gets away, but it's just like no. That's, that's it, the he needed it, he needed now. his happy ending, and and his fast talking friend needed that you know that oh moment of exhalation at the end. I, I don't know. The TSA does not get shit done. That made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a heinous lie. Okay, so I feel for the record. I think Get Out should have won Best Picture. I would have been uh, happy if it did. I, I strongly feel like a lot of those Best Picture nominees, I'm really glad did not get Best Picture. Like Dunkirk, fuck no. No, that was fun to watch the first time. I tried to watch it a second time, and it was just a fucking chore. It wasn't even fun to watch the first time. It was boring. You kept on waiting for the good shit to happen. There was some you, good shit in there, though. There was some, but not oh, come enough. On. Like, the, come the, hardy, the aircraft take your mask off. You're too over, And they're all drowning in toast. Yeah. That was fucking great. It was crazy, but it didn't make it a good film. Oh, no, no, no. Everything to do with um, Tom Hardy being the greatest Englishman who's ever been was ridiculous. A little bit. Like, how did he gain altitude after he cut the engine off? That was fucking bullshit. Well, gliding. I mean, no, I'm not going to... that's not... You, no, you, you can't, can't gain altitude gliding. back <laughs> in the air silently. Sure you can, man. Updrafts. With the power of London. No, updrafts. Updrafts and, and, and hot air rising and, and whatever. The uh. power of the stiff upper lip. One, another one of the nominees that I actually saw this last weekend, three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Frances McDormand plays a very angry older woman. And I feel like we've seen this from her before. Yeah. <laughs> but she does a really, really good job of it. I, I didn't, I like, I figure, I feel like Sam Rockwell, though, has done so many other performances that were better than this one. Yeah, his spirit's breaking, and I can't blame him. Yeah, this was just kind of like the, you've given it your all for so many years, Sam, here's a trophy. I feel like that's what it was for him. I don't Yo, think that's this... absolutely what it was. Like, he was just ignored for, de- his best performance, I think, is, um, uh, what was it, where's the game show host? Uh, oh, uh, living, de- living Dangerously, uh, I remember, I remember. Yeah, you know what I'm he talking long, about. He was a long time ago, that was like 20 years ago, um, wasn't it? George Clooney directed it. Fuck. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah, I, th- I think he's done a lot that was better. And this was, this was more like a career achievement award Oscar. Um, the, the whole cast is really good. Woody Harrelson's really good. It's, it's a movie about what we do with pain and whether or not we can find our ways back to love again, if that makes any sense. Is it kind of hard to watch? It's just a bunch of people being really cruel to each other for, for two hours. And then at the, and then at the end, the racist cop, played by Sam Rockwell, who were told in passing, tortured a black guy in the station, but that was never proven, by the way. He never really gets his comeuppance, but he turns over a new leaf and tries to be a good person. And the way he does this is he plans a murder with Francis McDormand, and we don't know if they're going to carry it out or not at the end of the movie. That's just great storytelling. It's fucking. It was a weird show. It was a weird show. I'm I'm glad that one didn't get the Oscar either. And uh, yeah, those those are the movies I watched. So let's let's go back to Shape of Water for a second. Think Bring about it. Shape of Water and think about 
other Del Toro offerings, the good uh-huh. ones. And now think about Kojima. Oh. And I want to know if you think Death Stranding is going to be good or just really weird. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna predict it is going to be just in, impenetrably weird. No. 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 Because be Mark's because Mark Cerny figured it out and he was dumb enough to make knack. Come on, that's hilarious. You, no one thought that was an excellent zinger. Am I just too that's pissed off? Good. Well, thank you. That's what is Mar- is Mark Kearney have anything to do with this? No, but he played yeah. the first half hour of it, and he says that after. No, maybe it was three hours. He said after the first three hours, all of that makes sense. I don't know if that means it means it's any good, though. No, no, I'm not saying it'll be good, but it will make sense to a degree. Okay. Maybe it'll be symbolic of something. Who knows? Um, and going, looking at any Metal Gear game that Kojima made, and really that's any game that Kojima made for the past 25 fucking years, those were all amazing games for their time. Every, yes. si- every single one was state of the art blank for whatever time period, like, uh, Metal Gear 5 really was like a state of the art open world game. It, yeah. it did open but does world. Does 4 hold up at all? Uh, Not as well as the others. 4. I don't, I don't think. Four stretched the the linear as far as it could possibly go by bouncing between genres within within its linearity as it went. Like there was a there was a stealth. Remember that stealth section in like London or wherever the fuck it was? Yeah. Where you're walking along in like a trench coat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it 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 flipped genres like in the middle of the game sometimes like cinematic genres uh and at the same time it was still as crazy open in how you deal with things as any metal gear game has ever been i really liked i really liked 4 i would sooner have had silent hills if we're going to be honest oh i would have fucking loved that i think everyone wanted silent hills that was so heartbreaking hmm well, well P- pt is still fun to watch that's what that's what Konami gets for being too big for its britches. It really does. Like let's I would kill much this golden have, goose. I I wish he would do like a horror game instead of whatever whatever this. Is. But maybe it's scary. I mean, he got, Mads, pretty... he got Mads Mikkelsen, and he seems really on board with it. He was happy with his chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think uh, he will at least will be fun in it. I bet. I think everything. I think everything about it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really interesting. And I, Kojima has never. I don't think has ever really let me down in the gameplay department. The this only, is true. My only big complaint about five was that the open the the um, emergent gameplay in the open world sneaking was amazing in five. But you spend most of your time going to base. Coming back from base, flying to the next drop point, getting off the chopper, running across the landscape, or riding your horse to get to the next thing, mm-hmm. doing the thing for ten minutes, going back to the LZ, riding in the chopper back. Like that's that was my problem with five was it it forced pacing its pacing. Issues. Yeah, it yeah. For, it forced kind of shitty pacing on you. Never even mm-hmm. finished it. But I I think yeah, I never even got to Africa. Seriously? No. Well, no, I was so wow. bored. Oh wow. Okay. Well, Kojima has never let me down. Yeah. Now, I have. No, I, have no, faith no, that, like, I thought like the game would be more like the first two hours, which were fucking great. But no. No, no, it was. Yeah, no, it was very different. And I really loved those first two hours. But those first two hours were. were now we're talking about like the the, the stuff that takes sequence. Oh, the hospital sequence. I was thinking about the military base sequence. Oh, I like Mother Base, but it's just like I got no, not Mother Base, the, the military base, like the prequel sequence. The prequel oh, Ground yeah. Zeroes. Yeah, Ground that was, Zeroes. That was weird. 
No, I liked Ground Zeroes. Uh, Ground Zeroes was way more traditional Metal Gear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Ground Zeroes felt like two. Yes, yeah, like you were wandering around a military base, and you know, here's a light, and you can shoot the light, and you know, it was it was very classic Metal Gear. I and, love Snake Eater. Oh, Snake Eater is so good. Everyone yep. loves Snake Eater. Snake yeah. Eater is the Devil May Cry three of Metal Gear games. Like there were there were yeah. bosses in that game I forgot about that are fantastic. Like that that flamethrower. Uh, oh yeah, that was a good guy. one. Yeah. Is, that the, is that the Fury? No. Yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure. Know. It the the flamethrower um, do with the uh, mm-hmm. agrav suit. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Fury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, all named after weird evocative things. Yeah, yes. and ev- everyone cites the end, but no, the Fury fight was incredible. The, the ends. I never even killed anybody, so the end was a pushover. No, the end was yeah. Like, well, I mean, he, but he was so original. It was the. Well, oh, that was a great fucking gimmick. Holy yeah, crap! There had yeah. never been a boss fight like that before. It was incredible. Anyway. Off topic. All right. Video games. No, no. Video games. That's all topic. All right. So I played, I had kind of a lost weekend. I played two bad, at least part of two bad RPGs. I started Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I did not play the first Xenoblade Chronicles because I never had, that was on a Wii, wasn't it? Or yeah. Wii U? Uh, yes. I never had either of it was, those. It was a big, big to-do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this giant thing by Monolith Software who was doing this stuff instead of actually making any more... Proper Xenosaga or Xenogears games, they did this instead. And if I remember correctly, the big hoopla with the first Xenoblade Chronicles was it was kind of a single-player MMO. A giant open world, do what you want to do, you know. And I was worried because doing some research on Chronicles 2 before I started it, the completion times ranged from 100 to 160 hours. No, that's too much. And and I've got shit to do. So I'm honestly worried at this point that I'm going to love it and fall into it and then lose the next month. You know, at least until Far Cry comes out because everything stops when Far Cry comes out. When um, is Far Cry? Later on this month. 20 days, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's paid for. That's paid for. I'm, I am all in on that game. Wow. But anyway. I'll wait for some 8.5s, but yeah. Oh, no, I'm 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 gonna buy that site unseen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I start Chronicles two, and I'm first struck by how boilerplate every single character and character design and voice acting is. These are all lifted wholesale from other RPGs. The main character Rex might as well be Jude from Tales of Sicilia or any other spunky young protagonist who doesn't know how powerful he is and who has destiny. You know, he has. Big things for him. The the female character, the living weapon, Pyra, I think her name, her outfit is so terrible, it made, you know, Tales of Berseria look decent. Um, plus, she's some kind of this all-knowing, all-powerful thing, a character from every other JRPG ever. You've got these rotund little cute things that speak in broken English, and everybody has a Scottish accent. And it just, just, the characters are... Absolutely annoying. Just everything about them I've seen before and better in other places. So I put up with that for a couple of hours. Because it's a JRPG and, you know, maybe it gets better. Maybe they all die. Maybe something else happens. And then you get to the meat of the combat. And the meat of the combat is waiting. What? It's not real time. Like a Tales game or even that last Ease game that I enjoyed. And it's also, or, or I mean, the combat in Final Fantasy XV was pretty good at times. It could it was, be, yes. Yes. In, in some encounters it's good, some encounters it's a slog, but more often than not, it doesn't suck. It is just that. But it also isn't the standard turn-based of the old Final Fantasies, or the active turn-based, where you kind of watch your meter fill up. No, 
it's like out of a bad early World of Warcraft era MMO where you walk up and your auto attack starts and you kind of watch it. And then while you're watching him attack, you're waiting for a little bars to fill up so you can use a special attack. And you use a special attack and then you wait for it to charge up again. And that's the extent of the combat. That is really what Final Fantasy XI was like. Yeah. And that's, what, Grand, that's what 12 was like. Yeah, that, well, see, but Grand, 12, you had the gambits. No, wait. 12 yeah, was, yeah, 12, yeah, so that was 12. the gambits. But 12, 12 was the gambits. Yeah. I really like 12. But this one, I mean, yes, there are some, sometimes things will happen where if you charge it up right, you have, you have a little, uh, quick time event that you can do some damage or something like that. But, but the combat is just a crashing bore. And there's lots of it. Because it takes forever to get anywhere because they're so full of themselves for this giant open world that they fill it full of tons and tons of monsters. And if you attack one, then everybody else around, else around you aggros. And now you're fighting all of them, and then you die. Now, it has a very gracious death penalty, as in it just sends you back to the beginning of the area, and you keep all the money and all the XP. So it's like they expect you to grind right. your way through some of these areas by dying. Mm-hmm. And then you get to an area where you finally it finally opens up, and it finally starts giving you side quests. But the side quests are... First of all, they're dumb. They're fetch quests. And second of all, they're in no way... They in no way tell you if you are even of a, a, a close enough level to do this or not. Hmm. So I followed oh, one. Okay. Like, go find this person. I'm level like 10. And I walk just two minutes out of town, and he's surrounded by level 50 mobs. <laughs> like, well, okay, this is... Oh. I couldn't take it. And it was the combat that broke me. Even though, I mean, the, the idea of the world being just clouds over water... And everybody lives on titans, these giant animals. It sounds kind of interesting. That sounds really but cool. It is, but you've played that already in Gravity Rush, more or less. And the idea of a world with no ground was done in Skies of Arcadia. So again, even the coolest part is not all that original. So I couldn't, I couldn't find a way to get past the combat sucking. I couldn't find enough in it to forgive that part of the game for being bad. And so, in the spirit of giving up an entire genre, I decided I'm too old for this and put down a JRPG. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to do it. That's weird for you. Just I walked can, away. I can't remember the last time you walked away from a JRPG. Can Neither you? can I, honestly. A couple but times. This, Bunch of this times, one, actually. Really? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. No, you? Let's see. Rogue Galaxy is one of them. I never finished Rogue Galaxy. I it meant is. to, but I... Yeah. I started Rogue Galaxy when I was going back to school for IT, so I didn't have any time anyway. It was very popular at the time. It's got yeah. a fan. It's got a following. It is. Impen- I would have preferred it, a Dark Cloud three, but you know, yeah. I ask for things. <laughs> looked really nice, though. Yeah, probably still looks pretty nice. Yeah, that had good. The cell shaded look of that one was good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I was quite surprised because I, normally I don't mind hundred hour, sixty hour, seventy hour JRPGs, but it was a combination of I couldn't get past the combat and I just wasn't ready to sink that kind of time into a game. Oh. I just I couldn't imagine that. So then I played Elix. And Elix is by the guys who did, um, like, Risen and Risen 2, and a whole bunch of bad open-world RPGs. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to guess it's bad. It's bad. It's How bad. bad? It, it, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, it, it's, it's worse than the Technomancer. Um, and the Technomancer, I actually felt bad that I couldn't finish because I ran into a game-breaking bug. The movement is stiff. The animations are non-existent. If you fall off of a cliff, there's no, like, falling animation. You, like, stand stock still and just kind of go towards the ground. <laughs> it's 
really bad. The, the, the combat, you've got like one or two swing animations. That's it. The voice acting all sounds like it's recorded by the janitor in a closet. The level up system, the, the, the leveling system is, is inordinately confusing for how little there actually is in there. The, they also managed to drop you in the middle of this kind of Mad Max scenario, but with a character you don't care about. And they're told, just go to this town and find something to do. So you go to this town and you can't find your way around the town because the level design is bad. You find a mission and you go out and do the mission, but you couldn't find any place to buy any better equipment, so you die. It's just, it's a very, a very poorly laid out RPG. Now, I'm going to stop you right there <clears throat> and say I, I just... Uh went to Infinite Backlog on my PC. Yes. And I'm looking at your backlog, and I noticed that on the backlog is Metal Gear Survive. Oh, sure. These are games that I want to play for a little bit. I just oh, want to see. Man. I just my... want to see. I gotta see! Yeah, like, I'm, I, I too am curious. Like, I, I tried to rent Justice League over the weekend, but I couldn't I couldn't find it to rent. <laughs> I, could only, I could only find it to buy off PlayStation No, don't Network. do that, God. So I didn't buy it. No, I didn't buy it, yeah. Like, but I was willing to throw five bucks just to know. And yeah, I, I couldn't rent it, so I never did. But hang on, Metacritic, Metal Gear Survive. This will be fun. <clears throat> I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, Polygon was kind of on the fence. Sixty-one. Yeah, that sounds about right. It could be worse. It could, it could be, be worse, worse, but is it worth sixty bucks? No, well, no, he's he's renting it. He, he's, oh, rent it. I'm not. Oh, that's right. You got that game no. flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly, some of the stuff on my on the, on the you know coming soon list is stuff that I'm just curious about. Stuff that I just want to see, like that Black Mirror thing. I don't really care about that. I just want to see. You know, what is this? It's based like on that her. thing. You know, I don't know. We'll see what's going on. I, I, honestly, there's not a whole lot on that list right now that I really want to play, aside from Bayonetta 2 and the Life is Strange prequel. Apart from that, it's kind of like filler shit. Because, God, I needed something to play every night. Last night, I finished what I was about to talk about, and I had about an hour and a half before going to bed, and I literally just sat here going, what am I going to do with myself? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to play. I don't I, know what to do. I beat Bayonetta 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. And? It's it's good. I, I, it's kind of like the how to put it. It's kind of like the DMC Dove May Cry to okay. to to the original Bayonetta. Hmm. Um, going back to the original Bayonetta, you find that the the forgiveness for activating Witch Time on a dodge is far less forgiving than it is in Bayonetta Two. Okay, it's it's a lot harder. Uh, the first one is a lot harder than the second one. Just the opening fights are harder than hmm. almost anything in the second one. Yeah, that game um, kicked my ass. Yeah, no, no, it was really hard. Bayonetta was tough. That, that, yeah. that last fight in that like giant like space egg was just insane. It was, it was too fucking big. I didn't know where the hell I was supposed to go. It was absolutely fucking insane. It was amazing, and yeah, um, Bayonetta two feels a little more. It feels very straightforward. It's really nice to have like you know a, a Devil May Cry slash God of War slash adventure brawler like that on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's really cool just to have that genre of game. And it's, it's like, much like the first one. It's still not quite triple A. It's, um, you know, there's, but it's, it's, it's still got so much style and so much charm. And it does kind of walk back the over sexualization of, of Bayonetta herself. Um, she still does like really, really crazy dance moves before she summons a monster. Um, but how powerful Bayonetta is, is really, um, kind of one of the, um, it's not, it's not one of the, the story points of the game, but you 
feel how powerful she is a lot more in this one. Okay. Where, where like this is a woman who could shape the world if she wanted to, uh, which is really, really cool. And, uh, the little Italian guy is still annoying as hell. Uh, the guy who runs the shop is still like just almost too cool. <laughs> like he's trying a bit too hard to be so damn cool, but he is so damn cool. So you love him. Uh, but the combat is, is really, really good. I don't think it's as good as the first one. I don't think it's, I, it didn't feel to me quite as, um, the word I like to use is expressive. Um, I found that there were some combos that just worked really, really well. So I used those over and, and over and over. You stuck with those. Yeah. 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 Like I found, I found Pluma Prometheus and that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah. was the cheap, that just won everything and every difficulty. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't like crank the difficulty too high up because it did get challenging, but I never got to the point where like, oh, I need more, more healing things or something. Like I barely mm. use the healing things. And some of the fights are like, you need to like, you have time for two hits. And then you got to dodge because it's coming for you. And so you can do the thing where you buffer uh, um, your combo with the dodge. Oh, cool. So like you go punch, punch, and then hold down that punch button, dodge, release that punch button, punch, punch, and you're continuing the combo, right? Nice. Oh, no. So it's, it's still deeper than the average bear. It's still deeper than a god of war. It's just not as kind of razor sharp, unforgiving as you expect. Yeah, as you expect from Devil May Cry Bayonetta. Um, but it, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly easier to get into. It's still just as crazy and gorgeous. Uh, you know, like having giant feet and fists appear out of midair to slam your enemy is still one of the best whams in gaming. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really good. So this is, this is seriously like the first, uh, the first port on Switch that I'm really happy I bought. Cool. Like those two Bethesda ones, I'm like, nah. Yeah. So after getting burned, on two RPGs, I went back to an old friend slash adversary and did something I said I wasn't going to do, and I played a Telltale game again. And it's one that all of the episodes were out, so I was able to mainline the thing in two and a half days. And I played... Uh, which one did I play? Um, uh, Guardians, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. And in the grand pantheon, and Alex has played some of these, of Telltale mm-hmm. games with, at the very bottom... The Game of Thrones offering, because that one was terrible. Yeah. And at the very top, I will still put Tales from the Borderlands. Fuck yeah. This is comfortably in the middle. Just boop. It's okay. So just under... Just hmm. under... Well, just under Walking Batman. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So wait, yeah, Batman was two. better than Guardians? Um, well... Mm, no. Okay. Because... The performance issue that plagued Batman are actually gone. Believe it or not, this game actually runs okay. Now, okay, okay. I'm not saying it runs great, but I'm saying that the issues in Batman where everything would freeze and the sound would keep going and suddenly you'd jump forward five seconds are gone. The game actually runs okay. Hmm. Like it should. Like it always should have. So It's weird. The interesting thing with Guardians is that it's its own continuity. It has nothing to do with the movie. And I don't read the comic book, so maybe this is following that. I'm, I'm not sure. But character-wise, it's its own thing. Thanos is killed in the first half an hour of the game. Like, honestly, dead. <laughs> so it invents a new big bad. Hmm. And like it takes totally you through... Like original or pulled from the comics? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does it matter? I don't, yeah, so to me, she's new. She's some Cree lady 
who is awesome hmm. and actually sympathetic. Because in the process of, and I'm just going to give you an overview of it because I know no one else is going to play that. This game is old now. In the process of defeating Thanos, you find the Infinity Forge. And the Infinity Forge has the capability to, at low power, bring back one person who has recently died hmm. at the expense of someone else's life. So, of course, in episode two, Peter dies and the Forge brings him back because Thanos was holding it when he died. Hmm. So Peter dies and he comes back. If you power the Forge up, and that's, this is like the choice because it's a telltale game. Do you power up the Forge or do you destroy the Forge? If you power up the Forge, it is capable of bringing back someone, bringing back to life anyone who has ever lived, regardless of how long they've been dead. Hmm. So that's Peter's choice. Do I power this up and bring back mom? And of course, everyone else wants him to keep it. Drax is like, I want my family back. Rocket's like, I want this uh, lemur back who was yeah. imprisoned with him. Um, and Gamora's like, no, destroy it. And Peter's like, has to decide what to do. Now, because it's telltale, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what you choose. <laughs> uh, so I chose to destroy it. It made everybody mad at me. Uh, but the, the main baddie, the Kree character, whose name I've forgotten, she wants it just to bring back her son. Okay. That's the whole, that's what she wants it for. And maybe bring back all the Kree and take over the universe. But for the most part, it's to bring back her son. But so, she destroyed it. Yeah. So in the process of destroying it, she absorbs part of it, becomes this walking death thing, and Peter basically creates a monster in the process of trying to do what's right. So that's the good part. I actually liked that. I like the idea that the Guardians are, are literally responsible for taking care of the main bad guy that they created. The bad part is, is that, yes, I understand, having watched the movies, that part of the charm, quote-unquote, is the conflict between the characters of, of, of Rocket and Quill and Gamora and Drax all fighting with each other. The problem was, in this one, it seemed like they were making them fight just because they thought they should be fighting, not because they could come up with any good reasons for them to be fighting. Ew. So they'll, like, switch moods out of nowhere. Like, everything's fine, and then suddenly Gamora is bitching at Rocket, or Rocket's bitching at Drax, or something like that. So it's it's like it, it, it felt, the game felt it, like it needed to maintain this conflict, but it didn't have a good reason for the conflict. So mm. they just sound like children. Which kind of got annoying. So it's a telltale game with shitty writing. So they yes. finally they finally fixed the technology, and then yes. the one thing they were good at went away. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, out of all the characters, the only one who actually has any development from start to end is Drax. Drax, his whole reason for being is to kill Thanos, mm-hmm. and then they kill Thanos, and he's. Moderately involved. Of course, he says he did it himself because that's Drax, but he he didn't. Peter actually did the final deed with a gun that Rocket built. But Drax, through like two or three episodes, is completely lost because his entire reason for being has been fulfilled. He has no mission. And everybody else is pretty much giving him shit because he's not good at anything else. So at the end of, I think it's episode four, they're being chased by this giant space worm. And he tells Peter to shove him out the airlock to fight the worm. And Peter's like, no, you'll die. And Drax's like, I know. I, I want to die to save you, to be with my family. And then you just have to choose. And at the end of the fourth episode, you think Drax is dead. 
everybody thinks Drax is dead, and all the Guardians leave. Um, unfortunately, it didn't have the guts to follow through with that, and Drax, of course, isn't dead, because he's a main character. He has to be back in Episode 5. But it was interesting that the only character that had any movement was Drax. Because then Drax, when you find him, he's been sitting there thinking about this and realized that, that trying to kill himself was a very selfish thing to do, that he has a new family to focus on, and he needs to find a new mission. So he's the only one who goes through any change. So it's it's a middling offering. I, I like that te- technically, you know, I know it's still the same engine, but it doesn't run like crap anymore. I just wish the characters and writing were better. How the, how's the acting? Um... It's different for each character. Uh, Peter's not bad. Gamora's very wooden. Rocket sounds just like Bradley Cooper. Wow. Like, they got that. Whoever did that got it I, I just bet it's right. stolen North. Uh, it, but you know what? I could look it up. I bet you it is. Um, but it, Rocket's good. Um, the problem is, I think Batista does such a great job with Drax that this Drax does, is missing something. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Quill, I didn't like that much. He was a little too nasal, a little too annoying. I'm seeing okay. if I can find it on IMDb. I don't know if he did it in the game, but he has played Rocket before. Cooper? Yeah. Uh, Nolan in North. what? Nolan North. Nolan North. Nolan North. Uh, in Marvel, wasn't he? He might have done the voice in Marvel. Uh, Marvel Infinite. I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy. Which one? He was uh, one of the chosen. Oh. one of the chosen. Nolan North okay. is Rocket. Okay. Ah. Yep. God, uh, that's creepy. He's good. Don't Ashley really good. Birch is Nebula. Really? Apparently, Oof. she's a fucking chameleon. I didn't like. I didn't hear her at all. She's really good. It's just like she was such one of the characters in in. Um, Why don't you like Borderlands more? That's her best work. Because that's really Tiny Tina is Ashley Birch's best work. Holy crap! The no. death she finds in Tiny Tina. You haven't played it enough. The side quest is the best part. I guess so. Like oh, no, I like man. I beat eating, t- eating I beat cookies Tina's, and crap thunder so good. I beat Tiny Tina's side quest. Like no, I'm sorry, Tiny. Her work as Tiny Tina has nothing on Aloy. Period. Uh, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> you didn't play Ooh. enough of uh, Torg. Well, then uh, what have you been playing, Alex? Um, actually, not a lot. Um, <laughs> I think I'm finally I'm this close to being able to write a review on Rise and Fall. I'm pretty much in the same camp as everyone else. It's very good, little thin. But it's like thin. It's, it's like your favorite toast. It's a new like it's a new spread for it. It's a new kind of jam. It's good. I will all. I I wouldn't want the game without it. But yeah, it's not a lot. But oh. it's good. Oh. Okay, so just just off the top of your head, then out of ten, what would you give Rise and Fall? Oh, eight. Like it's oh. essential, but not like. If you haven't played it, you're not just completely missing out like you were in like the last two things for Civ Five. Very well. Yeah. Chamberlain, out of ten, Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> it's tough to do that without just putting it in the rack with all the other. Yeah, I feel like you're going to seven point five. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, you're right. Seven seven point five is right because it's. There's a couple of places where it really, really works. Um, each character gets its their own little bit of backstory, and Drax is good, and Groot's actually is pretty funny because you see them escaping from prison, and Peter Quill has a mustache, <laughs> and Gamora calls him Stash Lord, and it's really funny. Um, 
But there are parts where it's just like, come on, come on. Like, I'm honestly, I'm really tired of the whole Gamora Nebula fighting thing. Yeah, just, I, I was kind of pleased that they kind of made peace at the end of that second movie. Yeah, and in, in, in the game, they, they, they don't. You're not really sure if Gamora's, or if Nebula's alive or dead. That was a blatant teaser for the next, for volume two of this. Huh. Um, so you're, you're not sure if Nebula's alive or not. I don't know if Nebula's that interesting of a character. So, yeah, 7.5 oh, sounds about right. It's kind of a roundabout way to bring it back to there, but like, the soundtrack of Guardians 2 was, I think, better than the first one, but mostly I wanted to bring it back to just how good the soundtrack was in Black Panther. Ooh. That was I, some great shit. I barely noticed the soundtrack, I'll be honest. What? Yep. The casino fight did nothing for you? Nope. Sorry, Damn. man. Barely noticed. Uh, I played a new game. In fact, I completed a new game. Ooh. What? Uh, it's an indie called The Final Station. Oh, yes. I saw this on the blog. So, uh, yeah. And I, I should have put up a screenshot just to let people know what they were getting into if they decided to check it out. But it's it's pixel art, 2D. You could call it a platformer, but it doesn't have a jump button. Um, so what it is, is it's this... It feels like a near-future world where some time ago... Um, people know that they were, they seem to have been visited by an alien presence. And, um, the world didn't end, but there was definitely some sort, there was like a gas that was released or something. And some people affected by the gas basically became like superhuman. And mm-hmm. other people affected by the gas became these black shadow creatures with white dots for eyes. And, uh, the world might be ending, so they have to activate the, the guardian which is a gigantic mech that they've been creating. And in order to activate the Guardian, that needs this power core and the brain. And both of those get loaded on your train. You're a train conductor. And you have this this train that is basically just an engine. And then behind the engine is whatever you're hauling. And then behind that is a car with room for six people. And you bet- uh, every time you get to a stop, you have to get off the train, go into the train station, and find the unlock code for the blocker at, at the station. And as you do that, you have to basically explore this entire area and you need to, in the area, you'll find the code and you need to survive against whatever's in that area, hopefully come out of it with more supplies than you had when you went in. And you need thing like things like food and medicine because anyone who you find in the world, you can invite to hang out on the train with you and hopefully survive. Hmm. And if they're injured or something, or if they're hungry, you need to feed them or they'll just die. And you can search their body for a teensy little reward. Or if you get them all the way through that chapter to the end of the chapter alive, you'll get some sort of big reward for it. And that could just be money. And there's not many places to spend money. I think there's like two in the whole, there's two areas in the whole game where you can spend money. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it is, how to put it. Brief. Um, I would say maybe six hours, maybe less. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't, sure. I didn't mind it. Like I felt like it kind of, and I've. What's weird is it is really the antithesis of usually what I want in a game. Like, um, I, I could tell immediately that that shitty Deadbolt game had deeper mechanics than this. This is so simple. You walk forward or backward. You can use the left analog stick to aim a gun that you've got in your hands. There are two guns in the game for 90% of the game. And then in the later bit, you get something else that you can use pistol ammo for. But otherwise, it's a pistol for 
the first half of the game, a pistol and a shotgun for the second half of the game, and that's it. And you, I probably didn't pick up more than 20 shells for that shotgun in the entire game. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so you get this shitty little pistol, and you can, you can punch, or you can hold down the punch button for a power punch. And a power punch will actually knock out an average one of these black things in one... Well, I didn't want to say it like that. <laughs> in one hit. Dark-colored um, things, yeah. Well, whatever. Well, yeah. But Abominations. You, <laughs> you, no, hey, god damn it. <laughs> we can't say enemies. anything, can we? One oh, of the enemies. enemies. You can kill an enemy in one hit if you charge it up. But there's different <laughs> kinds of enemies. There's there's some that are giant, and there's little tiny ones that run at you really, really fast. And if they get even close to you, they will tear your life bar to shreds in, like, literally a second. So you have to shoot them. There's nothing else you can do. You can either shoot them, or sometimes there's something heavy in the environment, like a chair or a toilet or something, that you can pick up and hurl at an enemy. And it will one-hit one kill most enemies. Um, so basically, you move left to right across a pixel art environment, uh, buildings and some exteriors, mostly in interiors of buildings, and you climb upstairs uh, inside the buildings to go through multiple floors, you clear an area, you get back on the train, you go. It is so simple. It's so simple, and so the gameplay is so shallow. I feel like I should hate this game. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. I really, it felt like... um I don't know. It, it felt it felt comfortable and reasonable, and I, I didn't become instantly frustrated and pissed off at it like I did with Deadbolt. It felt it felt like playing um, a Resident Evil, a classic PS One Resident Evil game in two dimensions. Okay, so better or worse than uh, oh, that one where you that dude in the mask and you're slowly going crazy. Uh, you're gonna be. I need more. It's just like three or four years ago. God, I have it. What is it called? Uh, it's pixel art two D. Uncanny Valley? No. Didn't play it. Shit. The guy in the mask and you're slowly going crazy. You're, I don't know you got like a, you got one of those white surgical masks. You're alone. It's like a oh, 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 You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different. Completely different. God, it's going to piss me off that I don't know the name Right? Now. What the hell is it called? It's not Gone Home, is it? No. 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 God, no, it's I, not Gone Home. All right. Uh, it's driving me nuts now. I... Oh, you can see you can see it now, can't you? Yes, I no, can. I can see it in my head. It's oh, is it dark. A, is it a woman's name? Isn't it no. Claire? Claire, yeah, you're thinking of Claire. That's not Claire. Claire no. is something else. There's too many sides going pixel art. Okay. Right. Pseudo no, no. horror pixel games. Pixel art horror Vita. Was it on Vita? It was definitely on Vita. I got it on PC. Yep. No, there it is. Uh, da, 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 da. Home. Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor. That's oh, it. Yeah, I remember Lone Survivor. That's it. That's it. Found it. Yeah, Lone Survivor. Uh, I didn't like Lone Survivor. <clears throat> yeah. It was it was too slow paced for me. Yeah, and it was just like one tiny mistake was just like, well, I gotta start over. Exactly. Yeah, and this is not that. Uh, checkpoints feel fairly reasonable. Um, it also feels kind of pointless. Like nothing you do, like you don't make any choices that are going to change anything. Whether or not you save these people, I don't think has any impact on anything. Um, and the other thing is that the even though you get a lot of information, there's a lot of conversations to kind of give context to the world. The fact that no one really knows what happened when the aliens showed up. No one really knows what the government is up to to try to combat it. No one really trusts that the government is even actually doing anything. Or maybe that your government is even your government at all and trying what? to help you. Um, yeah, like, like, so I really have no fucking idea what was going on with this game's story. When the ending happened, I have no fucking idea why that happened. 
or what the point of it was or what it was trying to symbolize or who this character in the in the cowboy hat was i mm. don't know but i enjoyed it i liked it i didn't feel like i feel like the 25 bucks i spent for this relatively short game was a bit pricey it's a bit Ooh, pricey it's, like, it's 15 on pc yeah, and that is well. That's that's the Switch tax. Now, is that is that part of why you're enjoying it? Because you're playing it on the Switch. Absolutely. Okay. Like I would uh, like there there are games. Oh God, Swords of Ditto is coming to PS4 uh, later next month, mm-hmm. and I'm pissed off that it's not on Vita. I would buy it on Vita. I would enjoy it on Vita. I'm not going to play it because it's not or not on Vita. Pardon me, on Switch. Yeah, it's not actually, on Switch. Final Station was free on Xbox Live at some point, so I have it sitting there installed. I just never really. Looked at it. Yeah, well, it's there's 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 not enough to it. It actually came with a DLC campaign that I started up and checked out, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know, this is kind of hard." (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of gave up on it. I'm like, "I'll play something else later." Um, But I would, I don't want to give it a six. I feel that's too low because I did enjoy it. I'll go seven, and I'll say that it's a bit too expensive on Switch, but Mm. I wouldn't have wanted to play it on a different platform. I would have played it on Vita and been quite happy with that. Oh, yeah, and I played Overwatch. Why'd you know? That's not like you. No, I'm serious, I did. And yeah, you know, I don't believe it. You know how Perfect. you know how I have this thing where I send messages to people when I have good games with them? Yes. Because I'm trying to, like, be anti-toxic? <laughs> Doing what you can to fix the community. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm just, I'm just trying to throw... One positive interaction at a time. Exactly, I'm just trying to throw positivity out there. And, you know, I, I don't want to... I never kind of wanted to, to speak this out loud into the universe so that the universe could fuck with me like it has all week with everything else in my life but but there's been this part of me that's that's always hoped that like doing like the pay it forward thing one day i'm gonna bump into someone who got infected with this positivity and it'll come back to me somehow so the other night i'm playing with my brother and we have these two losing games against i don't know if it was a six stack or not but both games there was this soldier on the enemy team who goes by go bear that was he was the amazing he, yeah well it just it was just it's bear non plural so it's just it's just go singular bear go bear go bear go bear or go home anyway go bear go Anyway, and the and the, uh, the the soldier was amazing, and his like his tracking and his shooting was good. But what he was amazing at was predicting what you were going to do. I'd never seen a soldier like that, where I could blink out of the way, wait a couple seconds, and then the moment I thought I was safe, a helix rocket was coming for me. <laughs> and like he was so good at just knowing where the fight was going to go and being in the right place at the right time to take advantage of it. He was amazing. And both fights, I was telling my brother, this soldier is so goddamn good. Like I kept on trying to, what I tend to do when I see a carry on the enemy team is just try to disrupt them and, and make it so that they can't do their amazing carry work, which gives my team at the very least an even shot at taking their team. And so that's what I was trying to do with this guy. And, but at the end, both games in a row, we lost. I'm pretty sure he got play the game both times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I opened up my PlayStation messenger app on my phone and I, and I start searching his name or their name. And before I can send the message, I get a good game, uh, well played from this soldier. Oh. And that and was, soldier was Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Could have been. Thank you for getting that joke. I did. <laughs> and and yeah, so so I don't know, that just felt that just felt really, really cool. Because I never I never think I'm as good as the people who give me trouble in Overwatch. Because <laughs> I, I really don't think I am. Like every time I end up making friends with someone because I send them 
uh, a message after the game, and they're like, wow, you sure stuck me with a lot of pulse bombs. I was really good. I go, thank you. And then I look them up on Overbuff or in Overwatch's stats, and they're like a thousand SR over me, and their stats are freaking ridiculous compared to mine. So the fact that I can even make an impact on someone like that with my shitty little tracer feels feels really cool. Vindication. Validation. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And those are the games I played. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, what's next after after Guardians? Uh, Call of Duty. Finally, get to play Call of Duty World War Two. Oh, when did uh, that one? Was that one last year's? Just last year. Oh, did yeah. you ever get to Battlefield One? Yeah, I did. Eh, it was oddly disconnected. It? it was. I like my my roller coaster shooters to actually have some kind of thread of plot going through it. Ah, uh, yeah. The um, like vignettes uh, didn't do it for you. No, the the little individual things. I mean, was it an amazing looking game? Of course it was. The shooting was good, but but that last Call of Duty, the the, the space Call of Duty, I dug that. I liked that a lot because it actually had you know a decent sci fi story that went through the six hours, whatever it was. It took me to finish finish the campaign. So Battlefield One's being divided up into like four different chunks of diff- playing different characters. It didn't do much for me. Hmm. So was the uh, was the campaign in Star Wars better? <sighs> That was pretty disappointing, but it was. See, the problem with the campaign in Star Wars is that it didn't stick with you playing as someone from the Empire long enough. Mm-hmm. It was in such a rush for you to betray the Empire and join the good guys that it didn't milk near enough out of killing Rebel scum as it could have. I mean, it's like two or three levels before she defects, huh. and then bullshit. you're <laughs> shooting stormtroopers again, which I've done for. Decades. Okay, but so. did did you enjoy that more than uh, than Battlefield One? Yeah. <sighs> is it two apples and oranges? It is because. Hello. Do you well, love Star Wars too much? No, no, I really don't. You can't love either. Star Wars too much. Yes, you can. I just yeah, you, absolutely, you can. No. I, I actually, you know what? I am going to say it is not as good as Battlefield One because. Hmm. Visual on a visual, just from a visual standpoint, Battlefield One had very, very different areas, hmm. whereas everything in the, in Star Wars looked really Star Warsy. Hmm. I don't know, not in an inventive way, in a yeah. way I've seen a million times before. Exactly, yeah, yeah. In, at a higher fidelity, but I've seen it all before. Hmm. Yeah, artless, okay. Yeah. So and I, I don't oh, know look what at those those blowing leaf patterns. I'm like, Arr. <laughs> but you know. Um, I don't. I don't know much about this Call of Duty other than the, other than it's in World War Two again. I mean, I'm betting that the campaign will take about five to six hours, which is fine, and I'll be done with it because Lord knows I'm not going to play multiplayer. But. Everyone knows uh, what was it? Uh, Normandy Beach, just a fun place to hang. <laughs> I've done that level so many times since the first Call of Duty. For some it's reason, so iconic and awful. I still think yeah. the one in the one that stays with me is the one in Allied Assault. Remember that? Medal of Honor, Allied yeah, Assault. Of was that Honor. the first time? That was the that, that was the one for me where it was like like 3D sound was happening, and if you yeah. were playing this with like really good headphones, it was mind blowing. And you look at that just a screenshot of that game today, and it's like, ha, 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 no. oh yeah, it's but yeah. but at those the little time, moments were like, holy crap, we've come so goddamn far. Yeah, but at the like, at the time it was I remember immersive. It was like the first thing I got for PS2 was Jack and Daxter, and it was just like, holy crap. <laughs> Everything is so well animated. I just I want to cry. Yeah. And you go back and look at it now. You're like, oh, it still oh. looks okay. Yeah, it actually, a lot of, a lot of stretching and pulling. Well. I didn't notice before, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Mm. I, I hope we're at the point with the current gen where in ten years you can look back at you know current gen games and go, man, 
That's really pretty. Yeah, the last time that really happened for me was... Well, you know what? No. Um, I will say that, uh, what was it, uh, Horizon was oh, so yeah. consistently surprising that it, mm. it pushed it. Not as hard as like it was in the past, but it's like, look at this huge freaking uh, robot. The, the frame rate's not dropping a bit. It's just mm. hanging out in the background there, that giraffe. This is, this is awesome. So, good. <laughs> so uh, are we ready for headlines? Mm-hmm. Headlines. <clears throat> in Overwatch news, uh, it turns out that, uh, okay, so every time Bridget swings her flail and hits an enemy, uh, sh- uh, her aura, anyone in her aura gets healed. Turns out the numbers have been crunched on that. It is only 11 health per second, Ew. which is far and away the lowest per second healing in the game. So it's really shitty, so she really will not replace Lucio. Uh, her targeted 75 in- insta-heal is still pretty badass, because the only other instant healing ability in the game is Anna's Grenade. Everything else takes time to heal you. Uh, currently, if you log into Overwatch between right now and April 3rd, you'll get a free Sarah Kerrigan ghost skin for Widowmaker. Apparently, this crashed the servers on PS4 yesterday. I bet it would. <laughs> I, I don't understand why. I really don't. I don't understand StarCraft. I really, I really don't. No, I, um... get, I get StarCraft. I just had no idea there was so much... There were so many StarCraft fans on PS4 who also well, played it, it, Overwatch. It's, it's, it's not that. It's that how tight are Sarah Kerrigan's pants? I yeah. haven't looked into it, but it does make her a redhead with freckles. That is Ooh. true. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. That, and I'm willing to that's bet that her pants are basically paint. Yeah. And and so may, like maybe what some fans are hoping is that this is going to set up in the comics, in the Overwatch comics, Emily, Tracer's girlfriend, is going to rip off the wig and she's going to go, ha ha, it was me, Widowmaker, all along. The shippers were right. Yeah. When that happens, can you send me some of those uh, fan art, please? Yeah, I can send you something right now. No, wait. Yeah, uh, let, me, uh, let, me, uh, let me open the Discord. Hang on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not to my work address, please. No, Molly, uh, <laughs> M- Molly posted Bridget in a bikini. It's actually pretty nice the other day. Let me see here. Oh. So wait, isn't your work address like the only address I have? It is. Well, then. Yes, I, and that is how it shall stay. Nobody, uh. Oh, I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. No, wait, no, stop. All right. For the listeners, Chance is now delving into his almost bottomless collection of Overwatch fan art to find something tasteful and appropriate to send me. That's what horrifies me most about my laptop going. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, uh, if I lose all that, my archives of art. Take out a small screwdriver, disassemble it, take out a hard drive, buy a harness. Uh, Hook up the harness to a USB to, you know, PCI adapter, plug it in, and off you go. Subject line. Nothing is ever lost. Big guns. Oh, no. Upload. Choose oh, no. Upload. There we go. What's I'm up, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a little speed. worried about and what we're going to find. So, no, we'll, we'll continue with, with headlines, right. and uh, when, when it arrives, we'll see if you can judge <laughs> my reaction. <clears throat> uh, shitty studio Quantic Dreams next game, Detroit Become Human, will launch on May 25th. It will become financially successful, but will still be a shitty game. <laughs> uh, Blizzard Entertainment tweeted oh, a... Oh, de- Tank Girl! Wait a minute, that's... <laughs> hold on. Oh, that's not right at all! <laughs> it's Junkrat. Oh, no! It's Junkrat with big missile bra thing That's on. not... It's, it's, I like it's, Tank it's, Girl. It's a Junkrat Tank Girl... Crossover. You know what? Oh. It's funny. It's pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. That's pretty oh. funny. Anyway. Uh, 
Uh, He's got a thong on. Yeah. Of course he does. Okay, now I'm noticing the camel toe. I'm a little... I'm not... I'm bored anymore. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice the camel toe. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit... Nah, that's a bulge. That's a bulge. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, that is... Okay, that's, uh, a, that's more of a fly. That, okay, is, that is a masculine bulge. Okay. <clears throat> can, we get a tank, can we get a true tank girl skin for uh, Tracer? Come on. That'd be neat. Well... That hmm. would be neat, actually. Anyway. Uh, uh, but that'll but, never happen because she never gets any more skins. That's right. No, never again. That's it. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment tweeted a Diablo 3 nightlight being switched on and off. And uh, everyone was like, oh my god, Diablo 3 is coming to Switch. And she was I. And then they denied that there were any plans to port Diablo 3 to Switch, calling it, quote, a fun engagement piece that they didn't think would become so popular. Um, now, Eurogamer, <laughs> Eurogamer pointed out, out at the time that uh, Nintendo likes to keep a pretty tight wrap on their... Uh, on their ports, on their third-party ports, and they only like to announce them just a couple months before they come out, like they did with Doom and, um, well, not Skyrim, but certainly Doom and Bayonetta. So there is actually scheduled to be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Hmm. So it's entirely possible that we may hear about this now-ish or in the next couple months, maybe even E3, and then it will be out either by the end of the year or by the summer. God, Portable Diablo 3. Portable Ooh. Diablo 3, man. Like, Ooh. I'm sorry, Titan Quest, fuck off. Diablo 3. Oh, yeah, no, I, I will not fight that fight. Anybody going to try Monster Hunter? <sighs> no. No. My brother keeps asking me about it, probably because he's got friends that are playing it or something, but no, I'm not interested. And when it comes to PC, I'll give it a shot. Didn't someone say the PC version was super good, or is that, or am I thinking of Final Fantasy 15? Fifteen apparently is pretty good. Okay, that's but what I was it's a sh- absolute shit game, and I don't understand why it's getting positive reviews. Uh, speaking of Monster Hunter World, it is now officially Capcom's best-selling game of all time, having that moved is... seven point five million copies worldwide. That can't be true. That is slightly less than Horizon Zero Dawn did in its entire first year. That makes me sad. Me too. But See, you know, maybe then... this is a better game, and we wouldn't know because we haven't played it. Well, maybe. It's What's also there. scary is Horizon Zero Dawn is one console, where this is PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, that yeah. I mean, is the PC version out yet, though? No. I don't think so. Yeah. No, it's go. not? Okay, so it's just PS4, Xbox One. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a month or two. Um, okay, so uh, Bloodborne is currently free on PlayStation 4 for PS Plus users. Listeners, if you mm-hmm. have a PS Plus subscription, get this. Get a digital copy of Bloodborne that you can always just have on your hard drive. It is a fantastic fucking game. Yeah, From yeah, software, we'll get money if you do this. So, fuck Bloodborne. Okay. Sh- no, no. Uh, you uh, shut uh, up. Lovingly, lovingly, yes. Oh, give, lovingly, give nicely. The respect deserves. Yeah, no. On the, I would, I would fuck Bloodborne in like an "I'm going to take my time and make you feel things" way. Mm. Like Bloodborne is going to is going to so feel like a woman by the time I'm done with her. Bloodborne is the is a masterpiece. It is an absolute action gothic. RPG action masterpiece. Um, there are best other th- Cthulhu game I've ever played. Best Cthulhu game I've ever played. Best from software action RPG. And these guys are masters of the form, dear listener. There is a reason that when a Dark Souls game comes out, people flip out about it for like the next year. You see content online, people writing about these things. It is incredible. Go get Bloodborne and don't stop. The the the, the Chalice Dungeons get really samey. Well, no, That's all I'm going to say, say about listener, it. check it out. Believe that you can do this because you, you can. I believe in you. And <laughs> no, don't you stop playing at least until you beat the first boss. No, no. no. Because that's kind of the end of this tutorial. 
And it is literally uh, a masterpiece and one of the games of this generation. Gascoigne's a, a motherfucker, but he can't be beaten. Gascon is absolutely a motherfucker, but I would highly suggest not fighting Gascon first. No. You, you do have to fight him, but I suggest fighting the cleric beast, beast first. Also go down to the sewers and find a piece of a madman's knowledge and then eat it. And it will make you stronger, I swear. Well, in a sense. <laughs> uh, Counterpoint. Anyway. Counterpoint. Don't do any of that, and play something that's not quite so hard. Yeah, don't okay. don't uh, don't listen to Chamberlain. Bought, he never even played Bloodborne. I just got uh, Dead Cells, which is an early access Ooh, on Steam. Did you People play some of it? People are going nuts about it. Did you play any of it yet? Not yet. I just bought it. Okay, I'm dying to know what you think about that because that'll be next week. I've heard nothing but amazing things, and it's coming to Switch this year. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, speaking of Bloodborne, uh, the Souls community is organizing a return to Yarnum, the city in, in Bloodborne. And so basically the, the population of the game, there's some aspects of it that are kind of online. Uh, the population of the game is going to explode for the next month. So now is definitely the time to check out that game. Uh, it'll go on, the, the event is going on March 10th to 24th. And again, this is entirely community organized. Uh, so log in and enjoy one of the greatest games of all time with a new community. And don't listen to Chamberlain. He didn't even fucking play it. I made an attempt. Oh, yeah? A college try. Oh, yeah? What'd you think of that first boss, Chamberlain? attempt. What'd you think of that first boss, Chamberlain? It wasn't fun, so I stopped playing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, like, what did you think of the visuals of the first boss, for example? Oh, he looked great. Oh, really? Did you even see it? Because no, I, 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 I don't recall. I don't think I did. I don't think I actually recall, even got to the first boss. Yeah, as I recall, I didn't you didn't even get through the fucking plaza. So don't even, don't no, try no, to. No, I got jumped by like three or four werewolves or something, and it wasn't a good time anymore. Like eventually, you reach the point where those guys are pushovers, even if you're starting over. That's right. They're just so good at the game. You're so, and the yeah. thing is, and it's not that you, it's not that your weapon has gotten any better. It's no. that you've gotten better. It's changed you. That's right. I don't. It's so I don't good. get better though. I am a static so thing. You don't. You don't need ten Molotovs anymore. Just your own skill. That's right. I, but just a saw cleaver and just, grim determination. Yeah, no, no, stick your cane straight through their skull. Uh, if there so was good. a Bloodborne easy mode, I would love to play it to see all the sights. It's called I Dark Souls Two. That's actually fair and kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, have you ever, did you do the skull of the first sin? No. Where they remix all the enemies? No, I did not. That was fucking awesome. I'm gonna try that again one of these days. Um, that was that was cruel as fuck. Uh, compact action RPG, The Swords of Ditto, will launch on PS4 and PC on April 24th. That looks mm. good. That looks cute. Kind of want to check that out, but it's not on Switch, so I'm not going to. Uh, Microsoft is going to start doing a monthly inside Xbox thing that's basically going to be like Nintendo's Nintendo Directs, and the first one will be on March 10th. <clears throat> Are they going to have first-party titles to talk about? Uh, um, I forget. <laughs> State of Decay 2. State of Decay 2. Oh, yeah, that's soon. got a date now. Yep, I completely yep. forgot that existed. A bunch of gameplay for it actually showed up today. So if anyone's curious about State of Decay 2, there's footage out there. That was 30 like bucks a, only. An indie game mm-hmm. that didn't quite have the budget they needed, but I still respected the effort. That's what State of Decay 1 was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I still loved it. I loved State of Decay 1. No, like, they, they, that was, that was, like. That was the only, that and Mark of the Ninja were literally the only two games on my Xbox one that I was like, I'm glad I have this thing. Yeah, seriously. Like, it was like, this is, this is a good survival game. Looks like butt, but I don't care because yeah. there's just like enough decent story and acting in this. I kind of want to see where this goes. And and I loved I loved kind of the grit of the world and the survival aspects and the building your base aspects. Yeah, like it really felt like 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 an open world Walking Dead simulator. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Frankly, it was really oh, good. Man. 
And they I added can't co-op tell, to the tell right for one of these. Yeah, there's uh, four-player co-op, I believe, in fact. Yeah, in, in Standard Decay 2, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nintendo has approved Battle Chasers Night War for release on Switch. Uh, publisher THQ Nordic are now working on manufacturing and distribution of physical copies, and, quote, an official release date or an official release date announcement is coming soon. Finally. Oh, I still have it. Holy crap. It's so good. Wow. Last play, 2013. Ouch. Wow, State it's of been decay? a while. Yeah. Oh. On PC? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know it was that old. Holy crap. Yeah, it was a while ago. Anyway. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V Premium Edition has been rated in South Korea for PS4 and Xbox One because not enough people have bought Grand Theft Auto V. Isn't that still near the top of the Steam, like, week-to-week sales list? Perennially. I I, 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 it always is. I, I didn't think there were enough people left in the world. <laughs> How do they keep... Do, like, I didn't know there were that many consoles. Like, yes. Jesus Christ. Well, PCs. I'm sure the I'm sure the PC uh Okay. Uh top sellers on Steam, Vermintide, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Rainbow Six Siege, Northgard, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Near Automata, Into the Breach. I would love to try that. Uh Kingdom Come, Vermintide, wow, Dead Cells, and we are well out of the top ten now. Mm-hmm. And I well, and still haven't found Grand Theft Auto. That makes Weird. me feel better. Hmm. I thought it still was. Oh well. Well, it doesn't actually say how these are sorted, but I assume the top Ten or literally the top ten. Anyway, um, the Naruto, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm trilogy will launch in North America on Switch on April twenty sixth. Kind of want to check that out. Because Lord knows we don't have enough Naruto. <laughs> no, but but the presentation of those games, like uh, yeah, okay. what is it? Cyber Connect Two is the company. I think so. That yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's the company that did Osiris Wrath, right? And fuck, their their anime presentation and animation is, like, literally second to none. Like, I feel like Arc System, like, Guilty Gear looks the way Guilty Gear looks because of what they were able to do with the Naruto games. <laughs> and it's like, man, someone can actually really pull this off. We should try this. Because <laughs> they proved it could be done. Uh, Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash is now available on PC for $40. No. Alex. <laughs> no. No, I'm good. No, no, Alex, now keep in mind, you could also get the Super Soaker edition with additional content if you wanted to. Now yeah, with I'm, wetter I'm, t-shirts. I'm now, now, now keep in, keep in mind, Alex, given that it's on PC, it will be heavily modded. That, that, that ain't my scene. Very soon. Oh. Very soon. Yeah, that's the, that's the scourge of the Fallout Nexus as well, and I'm good. <laughs> uh, the, the Switch sold uh, 3,800,000 units in Japan in its first year, which is triple what the PS4 did. And Japan is geographically and in terms of population one of the smallest countries in the fucking world. So that's ridiculous. Successful little platform. Yes, indeed. Keep selling. All right, my mouse is acting I just need more curiously. content for it. Mm. I have one announcement to make, a game that I didn't know existed oh, yeah, yeah, until a couple yeah. of days ago. That I bought based on name alone, and then I looked up and see saw you know what else they had done. I was actually pretty pleased with it. Tesla versus oh, yeah, Lovecraft yeah, yeah. comes out next week Friday, which would be it's been out on PC for a while. Next week Friday is the sixteenth um, on Xbox One and PS4, I believe. Hmm. I bought it based on it's a twin stick shooter called Tesla versus Lovecraft. I'm like, well, I need to own this whether it's bad or not. Um, it's actually got a little bit of. I mean, the, the developer for that did, um, oh, shoot. I, I told you who this was. Now I can't remember what it was. Uh, Neon, Neon Chrome. Chrome yeah. Neon Chrome. And Neon Chrome was a roguelike-ish 
twin stick shooter. <gasps> Nintendo where Switch. Kept, where you kept all of your um, progress between deaths, so it didn't bother me too bad. But I just love the, the name. You are playing Tesla in this giant electrical mech, fighting against legions upon legions of, you know, stuff from Lovecraft. So, <laughs> I I don't care if it's good or not. I just love the name, and I already paid for it, so <laughs> mm. I hope. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Apparently, it's coming to Switch. Cool. Which makes it better for me. Also, yep. uh, headline I completely forgot about, but Chamberlain emailed it to me this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so inside... Alex doesn't want us to talk about this, but here we go. Here we Why? go. Inside. We're, close the, we're closing the night out with this, so when, when right, good, we good, get good, embarrassed, good. Then, then we'll just... Good night up, ready. In, so here we go. Okay, so here we go. Indie Game Inside, which is from the guys, <laughs> Playdead, I believe it was, who made yes. um, uh, Limbo. Limbo. Yeah, Limbo was amazing. Uh, inside, not so much. But uh, Inside is getting a special edition through... What's the game company? Oh, special shit. Edition Games or something like that? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Something like Special Edition Games in partnership with Real Doll. So <laughs> I'm going to assume that our listeners know what Real Doll is, and if you don't know what Real Doll is, don't Google it. Oh. There's Google a it. there's a soul-crushing BBC video about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, um, no, I'm happy. I'm happy with these decisions. Like, yeah, 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 good. You can good. tell. You can sure. tell how happy you are, dude. You're not really desperate. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, okay, so apparently they're partnering with Real Doll, and the special edition itself that they're selling, they won't tell you what's in it. They will not. And um, they, they said on the page, Chamberlain said, that the thing, it costs so much, apparently because of shipping fees, because it is deceptively heavy. But again, they're charging $300 for a copy of the game, and you know not what else. Um, what could it this possibly be? This is called be? a too-much-money problem. This is called a who-asked-for-this problem. Absolutely like, nobody. First of all, where are the fans that are desperate for inside special editions? The game was not that fucking good. No, it was not as good as as, as Limbo. Not no, even close. No, and and you know it it had its it had its shocky bits and it had its beautiful bits. It wasn't a bad game. I give it a solid eight. But I don't think there's <laughs> anyone out there who's really romanticizing inside to the point that they need to spend three hundred dollars on a special edition that contains question mark. Like that's. I feel like this is more of like an ad campaign than an actual <sighs> attempt to make money. Oh, that might be possible. I, I, possibly, but. The fact they they teamed up with a known producer of adult-oriented materials, and that the final little leggy army blob thing that you roll around as is somebody's fetish. Oh. Just... You know, I did see it's... a dildo modeled after what someone imagined the thing in the shape of water. No. Oh, oh God. No. Yeah, that exists. I... It's probably the same place to make the dragon dildos. Yeah, no, it was very much like those dragon dildos. Oh, good. Which, again, you look at them and you don't understand, like, who, why? It's not for us to understand, gentlemen. (laughs) Okay, I suppose. No, it really is. It is not. So, yes, that is, this is the too much money problem. I just, I, I, I want to know. I also want to know what the fuck is in there. But I assume what it is, is like a flesh, is like a, a, yeah, fleshy version of, some of the body horror shit from inside. I will be I mean, disappointed like, if all it is 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 that thing with a hole for a mem- for your member. I, I, I hope it's more than yeah, that. April first really is do. a ways away. Yeah, and you know what? I know. There's this part of me that is so pissed off about this whole thing that what I kind of hope it is is you open it up and you either go, huh, a vagina, or huh, a penis. 
That's just all it is. Just a yeah. just a dick in a box. See that? It's a dick well, in a box. It's a dick in a box. Dick in a box. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dick in a box. Uh, well, uh, there is no possible way we can either recover from or top the possibility of the dick fleshy monster dick in a box fuckable latex special edition thing. So that's, that's a quick while we're ahead. Oh man, that's, like, that's maybe, it. maybe there's a generation of kids who just got really turned on the first time they watched a Cronenberg movie. And we're like, finally, someone speaks to me. <laughs> oh. I can only imagine what that Rick and Morty episode put them through. No. <laughs> God. It must dude, have heard angels cool? singing or something. Dude, dude, it'd be cool. What? I put my dick in there. That'd be awesome. Oh, okay. That is the majority of human of the human experience. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, like Mass Effect. It's all about discovering new alien species, and immediately they're all you know fuckable. Well, that's what Star Trek was. Kirk following his penis around the galaxy. That's what it was. Come on. Yeah. This is what the first one was. That's, yeah, that's true. Picard didn't have to because he already knew. Well, right. he, had, he had hobbies. He had his flute. Yeah. <laughs> he played the chess. He sure did. He read classics. He, Pretend he, he's in different eras. Yeah, he, he avoided Deanna's mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a good time. He didn't need any of that lower... Jean-Luc. Lower stuff. Such naughty thoughts. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Uh, Alex, okay. thank you for putting up with our nonsense. Oh, please. Chance, I appreciate you bringing in the funniest news story I've heard in a while. It was yours. You brought it in. I know, oh, 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 but... Confessions of a Dangerous Mind was a Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's it. That's a good okay, one. Okay, yeah. there we go. There we go. All the ducks in a row. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Put up. 